This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes... The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. And good morning. We are live, splitting the difference between uh, the Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto, and I'm calling from the shores of uh, Georgian Bay in Collingwood. Our phone lines are open, and we are live. If you have a rare or interesting item and you're curious about its value, you can give us a call. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, we have a toll-free line for you. You can call this number, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. So whether you have gold, silver, fine china, figurines, sports cards, memorabilia, antique televisions, record players, radios, antique toys, jewelry, or coins, you can call this show and get a real-time market value. We have two experts that have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that most people overlook. They are Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada, Northern Treasures, and now you can also watch them on Netflix. Good morning, boys. How's it going? Uh, wait a minute, Ben. Uh, yeah. You're in, okay, how do you get your job? You're, how do I get you, my job? We're in the studio and you're at the beach. <laughs> yeah, well, you work hard, and then you bend all the rules, and you find yourself on the beach on a sunny day. Let's do our next show outside. That's what yes, we're going to do. we're doing something wrong here. I thought we were doing something right, but we're doing something wrong. Okay. Yeah, well, what funny, a I'm trying to enjoy the show. Tell me a little bit more about the heat in the city that you guys have been dealing with and a garage sale you had recently, because I'm, I'm hearing some wild reports. Yeah, yeah. Um, every so often, I think I'm smart, and then someone will come along <laughs> to remind me that I'm really, really, really stupid. I had a garage sale yesterday in uh, Brampton. Um, and uh, we there, there was some people showed up and we sold us a bunch of stuff, but we didn't have not for the amount of work we did. It was not nearly as successful as we thought. But we're going to have it again next week on Saturday. It's at One Murray Street, and there's all sorts of stuff. But you're going to have to check on Kijiji on uh, Friday. Just make sure that I'm having that sale because if it's as hot as it was this weekend, I'm bailing. It was just it was just too hot. Uh, yeah, too so hot a garage to sale in 40 or 45 degree heat with the humidity, something like that. That was enough to slow business, I suppose. Yeah, I was telling people to buy big bulky stuff and they were buying uh, pins and books and, and tchotchkes. And there was lots of stuff and cheap prices and stuff, but I, uh, selling a couch was going to be really tough just getting something to lift it. You know, so oh, that, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. that uh, every so often, like I say, what's the expression? You want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. Yeah, my planning of having that garage sale was not I don't good. know, having a plan of doing something like that in 40-degree weather, that's not a good plan on any planet. I didn't. I thought the weatherman was lying. But 
as we did it, uh, we're going to try and have it again next week so people can check. They can call in the store and ask if we're having the garage sale, or they can check on Kijiji. We'll be advertising it there um, if we're going to do it. Um, it'll just depend on, um, on the weather. If it's raining, of course, we're not going to do it. But I also want to get back to what we were talking about last week. I want to ask all our listeners out there how many people wrote a line this week. Remember I said... You got, if you want to write a line? Yeah, I want people to write. Yeah, like physically a, write something with a pen and paper. Yeah. Write something about their stuff to their grandkids or to their kids or write, or ID the stuff that's around the house. Because actually in this garage sale we're doing right now, a lot of the stuff was not ID'd. And I know it was good stuff. I happen to know what it was, but I consider myself a little bit smart. But other people are going to come by late. If someone else had seen that same photograph, they would have said, this is nothing. Just throw it in, just throw it away. Instead of being a hundred dollar photograph, it's a, t- a ten cent photograph or a postcard or something like that. I want people to write to their kids. I want, I want people to do this. I, if I get one thing out of this show, if, if a lot of our listeners just at the end of this show write down something, ID it to their kids, and and it'll make them think about it. You know what I mean? And sometimes it'll bring back good memories. They'll see why do they buy that painting that's on the wall or why do they have this in the basement? Or they might find something. They start to write about, oh, where is it? where's that Mickey Mantle card that I had in this set that's worth a million dollars today? I don't think anyone says that, but okay. No, but if you find it, they're going to be... There are people, I keep on saying this, they have stuff... We found in the garage sale yesterday, I know we're on people who are... Pot, what's that thing when they, when they see it? They're live streaming us. I'm showing yeah. a picture of a box of cards. This is from 1960. Mm-hmm. I know on the radio this is not really good. Oh, those animal things. Yeah, but this box cost one hundred. This cost five dollars in 1960. It today it's worth around four hundred to four hundred and fifty dollars. Now, from one dollar, it says five cents on it. I know, but that's yes, that's what it was in 1960. My point here is this is a collectible that actually appreciates in value. Some people are trying to are selling this stuff off really cheap. At a garage sale, some might sell this for $10 and it's worth the $450. And then they'll go out and buy some, you know, another thing we had in this garage sale, you know those dolls they have in the home, uh, that on TV home shopping network or something. They have these dolls they sell for $100 and $120 and stuff like that. We couldn't get $3 for them this weekend. Mm. So dolls are not hot. No, but there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Last night I was listening. I was, these, I'm going to, I'm going to educate a couple of people right now. I used to deal with the Home Shopping Network. Okay, when you sell something for ten dollars, they get the first four dollars. Then you have to pay for the item, and then you take your profit out of the middle there. Why okay, does it, why does it matter if you get the first or the last four dollars? No, they get the first four dollars. What I'm saying is, it they just take, means the margins are forty percent. The margins, right. and that's just the Home Shopping Network. And now you're the person putting it on. You have to make your margins. As well, so now it's a you. If you're making forty points, now it's a three dollar item. Okay, my point here is that like I, I looking last night, they had some brass coins on or bronze coins on the on the home shopping area. They were a hot, They were reduced from two forty nine to a hundred and fifty dollars. Okay? okay, and they're really worth four dollars in copper, maybe. And they're reproductions. They are restrikes. Anyone who buys a restrike for one forty nine, I can honestly call that person an idiot, not Wait, get what's sued. A, I what's don't a, think. What's a restrike? <laughs> a restrike. It's like what they're a doing. A reproduction. Oh, okay. Of copper. The only thing that's saving the coin market is that the stuff was made out of silver. 
okay, and some of the stuff. But they were selling last night these copper things. You can buy the real one. They said, oh, there's only making 500. Well, it doesn't matter if you make 500 if you only got 100 collectors in the world, okay? This is literally turning $150 into $10, okay? This is like doing something really, really stupid. This is People are squandering their grandkids' inheritance this way. Oh, I'm going to buy them this reproduction of something that was... Even the one that's real from, a, from 100 years ago or 50 years ago is probably only worth not $50. Yeah, that's a great point, yeah. So, no, but they're doing this, and this is crazy. They had five ounces of silver, and they're giving you... Oh, this is a deal at $579. I'm sorry. Five ounces of silver is... I know I'm ranting about this. You just this, ranted for five minutes. But I'm trying to edge it. I'm trying to help... I, I've, you know how well, many times your dad I've, really doesn't like to hear about people getting taken advantage of. I he don't. really doesn't like it. Five ounces over five seventy nine. That's worth one twenty. Okay, this is ridiculous. And they're thinking, unless you're a coin collector and really love something that's got a meteorite in or something like that. Okay, and you think, but it's never going to go up. Shouldn't say never. The chances of it going doubling in price are one millionth of the price of it going to one-third of the price of it. It's going to go down, okay? <laughs> well, I'm so clear now. Okay. I know. Sorry, okay. I, sorry. I'm just saying... Let me do some housekeeping. Let me, let me okay. do some housekeeping. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio. I'm broadcasting uh, from the shores of Georgian Bay in Collingwood. The guys are in the studio at the Zoomerplex, the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. They have a store that you can come visit. You can bring your items and go- do meet and greet, maybe set up things for consultations if you want to authenticate a, an expensive piece of art or an autograph. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,000. 341 Young Street, so right on Young in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. You can call the store anytime during regular work week hours and get yourself sorted. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Oftentimes they deal with estate sales. They'll be uh, dealing with an entire house. If that's the case, if you're in a position where you need to clear out the contents of a two or three or 4,000 square foot home, you can give them a call and arrange for an estate sale. That's one of their areas of expertise. For this radio show, if you have any of the above and uh, other series of collectibles, you can call in for a free real-time market assessment from two experts. If you have gold, if you have silver, fine china, figurines, sports cards, other sports memorabilia, maybe an old hockey jersey that's been sitting in the basement. You have no idea what it might be worth. Maybe thousands. Any other memorabilia from rock concerts or other events. Maybe you have antiques, maybe old televisions, record players, radios, or you can call this show and get a real-time market assessment. Our radio station's number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, we have a toll-free line. It's one 866 740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. I want to go to Jack in Hamilton. Jack, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. And what do you have? Um, I just got a couple of things I want to ask Paul about. Um, firstly, in general, are Canadian banknotes that are in sequential order worth more than non-sequential bills? Yes. But there's more to that. Now, it depends if, if they are the... I happen to have one, the $2. For example, if I had $100 worth of, let's say, the $10 2017 sesquicentennial bills that came out last July, they're worth more in order, sequential order, than in regular order, correct? Yeah, that's $1,000 now. Okay, 
Now, here's the problem. I know, I know what you're saying here. Okay, go ahead, and I'm going to answer a couple of questions at the end. Go ahead. Okay, so that, that was my first question. <laughs> okay, now, if you were going to, here's the problem with that. And it'll be rare, but that's $1,000. Now, if you're going to sell these 15 years from now, your $1,000 in the bank is probably going to be worth now $3,000. Are you going to get $3,000 for selling these notes? And it's no going back to what we were saying before, it's no use having two of something in the world if there's only one collector for it, okay? Right. So your $10 bills, if you were going to do it, you do it, uh, we don't even have ones anymore and twos. They will go more because people collect those. Not as many people collect $10 bills. And not as many people... I'm just people, using that as an example, the $10 bill. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying that that's where um, the money, you have to use a little bit of common sense in the collecting part of it. Like, if you were, if you, you could have gone the other way and gone on the extreme and said, I've got $1,000, $1,000 bills in sequential order. You know what I mean? That's a million dollars. And you're going to have to break it up. On, um, they are more valuable. People will collect the sequential and they'll collect certain notes and certain serial numbers within those notes. We just sold some sequential bills, only two from I think 1937, and we ended up getting triple what we normally would have gotten if they were just sold by themselves. So yes, sequential bills are worth more, uh, but people are more looking for stuff out of the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, rather than stuff out of 2015. Well, let's not forget to specify. How old are you? You might be, if, if, you're, uh, if you're only 16 right now, by the time you do retire, <laughs> no, these I mean, will be worth money. No. <laughs> well, let's not forget to specify that we're talking about the serial numbers, not $1 bill, $2 bill. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, yeah, I'm saying for all the listeners. Yeah, in sequential order, the, it's very rare you get them from the banks. They just give you regular ones, and they're not in sequential order. Oh, they yeah. Could be, they could be in nice, crisp condition, but not sequential. Yes. Now, you can do if... Now, here's going to be something. If you've got 100 bills, I'm going to say this, and say that after you get to 40 of them, there's one bill out of sequence, that's going to be a replacement note and might be worth more than the rest of the bills. Oh, wow. Because what they'll do is... In the old days, if you had a sheet of car, a sheet of bills and, and one had a wrinkle in it or a dot or some ink mark or something like that, they would replace it. We actually kept track of our money, okay? Mm -hmm. And they used to put little asterisks on in front of them. And now they just print extra sheets that are people collect what we call replacement notes. I'm not trying to bore everyone else out there, but this, I'm trying to explain this. This can happen if you have it that, like if you get it right from the bank. And this is why I'm, old tellers used to get these all the time. Like the little bills with the asterisks on them, and you've seen these, and you always wonder what they were. They were when the government went in and replaced the money. Okay? Okay. What's um, your next question? A couple other things. Um, I think I heard you mention in previous shows about sewing machines, and yep. I have a 1955 Singer sewing machine that's in a wooden oak cabinet, and I'm just curious to know how much that would go for today. 30 to $50? That's it? I'm uh, sorry, but because uh, the ones that are worth the money are the ones in the black boxes. They're called Singer featherweights, and we've mentioned this before, yeah. and they weigh 22 pounds, that's why they call them featherweights, and, but, and they're used for, mel they're a portable machine used for quilting. Okay, now what happens to your old, these Singer sewing machines were very well meant, built. When we used to make stuff like, when we made stuff in Canada, they were made in, I think, St. John's. When we used to make these, we made them to last more than 10 days. You know what I mean? The stuff we're buying today, it doesn't even last that long. They're actually almost planned obsolescence. 
<laughs> but these things here are built, and they still are around. But what people are doing are taking the, you know, the old sewing machines that had the cast iron legs and the wooden top, and you, yes. it folded into it? Yes. Well, people are taking the sewing machine out, using the cast iron legs, making it into a table. Oh. And they sell for 150 as a table. It sells as $50 as a sewing machine. I know it's just the sign of the times is what's going on, <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to protect people against that. Get a mover to take it out. <laughs> well, that yeah. yeah. Yesterday at our garage sale, we moved a um, an organ outside. That was that was a lot of fun. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, thank you for, so much for your phone call. We're going to have to cut you off there, but we are going to uh, give the phone numbers. If you are listening and you have a rare or interesting collection or a whole bunch of items, maybe you're cleaning out the entire house, but you're curious: is the stuff I own? worth any money? And if so, how much? You can call this number right now and get a real-time market analysis of your stuff by two experts who have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogard Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada, Northern Treasures on A&E, and now you can also watch them on Netflix as well as listen to them every Sunday from 11 to noon right here on Zoomer Radio. Our station's number is 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. So whether you have a coin collection, some jewelry, maybe just costume jewelry you're trying to get rid of, antique toys, old TVs, radios, other sports memorabilia, rock and roll memorabilia, gold and silver, whatever you have, you can call and get a real-time market assessment. Maybe it's an item that's been sitting in your basement or garage for 30, 40, 50 years. Who knows? But if you're curious, you can call right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. We'll be right back. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of Mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph, made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or a question about a rare or interesting item, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free on the 1-800 line. That is 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Yes, the show is live. And yes, it is hot outside, but we're here taking your calls. Uh, Martha is our next caller. Martha, how are you? Hello. Hi, Martha. You're Hi. live on Zoomer Radio. What do you have? I have a Pinocchio. Okay. And it's uh, made of rubber, made in Italy. And uh, looking it up, it says it was before 1949. Okay. Hmm. Is there any value to that? Pinocchio is still well uh, liked. Uh, 10 to 15 to $20 for most Disney stuff. If it's, it's, you say it's rubber? Yeah. 
Yeah, there were, the Pinocchio puppets sell for a lot because uh, everyone likes the puppets. Um, but thirty, forty dollars, any of that kind of stuff is child's play, child's toy, right? Four, four to six inches tall. No, this is about fifteen inches. Oh, okay. Size matters when it comes to toys like that because it's uh, okay. That would be if a Pinocchio that size, no cloth on it, all rubber. Yep. Hmm. If I had that, it'd probably be selling between seventy-five and a hundred dollars. Okay, really? just because of the size, and especially if you if you can say it's before nineteen forty, I mean nineteen forty nine. Yeah. Okay, the early stuff people still collect. You, like back in uh, other Disney stuff, you have different like you know Mickey Mouse used to have like a, a long nose. Yeah. And you knew that he was older that way by the time, and he as uh, Mickey uh, progressed, he got prettier and prettier as a mouse. Mm-hmm. That's a you see, I think you just called a rat face nose. Yeah. But any of the old toys, we in the house we're doing right now, we have a number of toys like that. And that is, people are trying to, re, you know, uh, collect their childhood of that's really uh, inflated prices. I see. Where would I go to? Uh, I also have one that is um, about, I would say, eight inches. Okay, all and Pinocchios? It's a longer nose. It, and they don't call it Pinocchio, but it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same colors. It's got the same outfit on and everything. I know, but there's a lot of knockoffs and stuff. And this is what happens. Knockoffs of Pinocchio? Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to say quickly. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, there are knockoffs of Pinocchio. Um, knockoffs of all the toys like that. Now, the real Disney toys, the, the authentic ones, are what sell because people collect the authentic. This has a, like an elephant stamped made okay. in Italy on it. I'd have to see it. Now, where to go with this? You can bring it into my shop, which is at 10,341 Young Street. Where is it? 10,000? 341 Young. If I'm not there, you might have to leave it there. 341 Young Street? Yeah. In Toronto. Sorry, it's in Richmond Hill. And, uh, but do you have other toys from that time period? Any other Disney stuff? Like comics? No. We just collected the toys, yeah. No, this year was given to my son, and that was 49 years ago. Okay. And, um... Uh, it belonged to somebody else before that. Perfect. You know, but uh, it's beautiful. But you don't have the story. You didn't write down the story, did you? No. If you'd written down the story, you'd be able to say to me, this was given from Al- Uncle Albert to uh, to my son. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's getting a homework assignment from Paul Kenny. Make sure when you have these heirlooms that you at least write or email. I mean, you can always email or do a video chat, email mm-hmm. the video chat. Is that okay with you, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. It's funny you say that, but last night I was watching the Antiques Roadshow. I actually watched it, and they had a Pinocchio on it. And it was from uh, the first person who got the Victoria Cross had Pinocchio on the front of his ship. On, on, sorry, not his ship, on his plane. But they also had an actual painting done, picture done by the VC Cross, the winner. And it, was, right. and it was signed. And it was just a cool line. The story behind it, I would have paid $500 for that picture, knowing that story, knowing that he was the first Victoria Cross winner, knowing that that was done by him. This is part of history. You know what I mean? Yeah, but not everybody knows what you know. No, but do you want to know something? Because the lady knew the story behind that, that's what made it all good. Okay, now an inception of knowing. I don't even know who Otherwise, it was a $5 picture. And but because it was signed by the Victoria Cross winner, it was Pinocchio, and if they wanted to find if that's the exact one that was put on his his bomber plane. This guy was a famous famous flyer, okay, pilot. So when you have stories like that, that's what matters. That's what makes our whole show 
when you get to my age, Bogart, you're going you're gonna to appreciate this. I'm the make... Pinocchio on a plane, yes. Okay, sorry. That. Okay. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, a quick question. Yeah. Earlier you were talking about sequential bills. People yeah. saying, well, okay, well, uh, listen, I might have a 2015 $20 bill, and the serial number is right before another 2015 $20 bill. We were, you did say it was worth more money. Generally, yeah. how much? Obviously, when you get into like really rare, obscure, or $1,000 bills a lot. Yeah. Tell me about just like an average $20 bill. Okay, I have two or three in sequence. So what does that mean? Ten bucks? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I don't, if I had 50 bills in a row, number $1 bills, which normally I just tell people to take the bank, and now instead of worth $50, it's worth $110. Okay. It's not, not a tremendous amount more. And that's why okay. I said to that customer, that the listener, in 15 years you're going to sell this, how much interest are you going to have on this if you left just left the money in the bank? This is excluding the replacement bills, though. Yes. Those are yeah. special. Yeah. Okay, that's all I meant. Is Our that number, clear? That's clear as mud, isn't it? Interesting item is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. That's four one six three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, you can call us right now, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. That's one eight six six. 740-4740. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny have a store in Richmond Hill that you can visit anytime during regular work week hours. They all have all sorts of experts and assessors that blow through there, and you can usually get all of your needs satisfied, whether you have a coin collection, some old jewelry, or uh, some old records, or you need to sell an entire house full of content. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. Their store's number, don't call now, but during regular work week hours, is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our next caller is Ida. Ida's calling from Burlington. And Ida, what do you have? Good morning, by the way. Uh-oh. No, Ida? I just we can try Robert and Rexdale. Is yeah, Robert and Rexdale there? Good morning, uh, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. What do you have? Well, I told the gentleman there, I, I guess uh, maybe he didn't tell you. I got an uh, American uh, $10 gold coin. It's uh, 1881, and okay. it's in good condition. Okay. Now, 1881. Uh, generally, these uh, at that time, that's a lot. If, unless it's um, Carson City, uh, is it gold coin? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, gold coin. There, that is approximately uh, a little less than a half an ounce. It's going to sell for about ten to twenty percent more than the ounce. The price it'll be about uh, eight hundred eight hundred eighty dollars in today's market, um, and it, unless it's extremely great condition. And has a uh, rare mint mark on, depending on who made it. Okay, uh, but most of these coins, the gold coins between about 1870 up until uh, up until 1907, they made large quantities of them. Okay, because it was trying to rival the uh, um, the British sovereign as a world's um, reserve currency. Okay, so but they made a lot of them. It's still gold. And but it's still about half an ounce. Don't tell anyone give you twenty dollars for it. It's around eight eighty. In gold price and gold on it, it's gonna be around eight hundred dollars in gold. Okay? Now that now that that goes by what gold is selling for today. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that, it is. It's right? just the melt value of the coin itself. Yeah, it well, give the you gold, any numismatic value. The gold went down about sixty, seventy dollars in the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, but, see, that's uh, a good thing about uh, with selling gold. Timing's important. Just yeah, sold it actually, two I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, my my mother got this from her from her father about seventy five, eighty years ago. Okay. So he worked when he came to Canada. He worked on the railroad. Oh, okay. So he was. Uh, he came here in nineteen oh three. Now, you know what's going to be kind of funny? If he had any of the old um, work papers or anything from working on the Canadian Railway or any of the old schedules from back in 1903, they'd be worth 50 to to $100 each. Oh, Your gold coin's worth that much money. But I'm saying some of the ephemera from that same time period, if you kept it. Yeah. And uh, that would be kind of cool as well. And it's very, very, any railway stuff is very, very collectible. Even, I see. Okay. I don't know if that helps you along. I know it's not asking. Well. Well, I guess I should have been a good friend of Pierre Burton's. Yeah, you got that last strike, <laughs> eh? Well, you know, I'm going to say something just for I got a minute. I have Pierre Burton's autograph on the last spike with about another 400 military books. If anyone out there is a collector of military books from World War II, I've got some for sale. They can call my shop, and I will sell them to them very, very, very reasonable. They have provenance as a uh, from a certain library, which is good, but they also, it's excellent reading. If someone wants history, but it's not just your main books. It is a lot of them are autographed, a lot of them are first editions, and they're just taking up space in my locker. I'm just, I'm just too busy to take care of it right now. So if anyone out there wants to buy a military library with, with a signed Pierre Burton book in it, thank you for the segue there, I, uh, I could, uh, I'd love to sell it to someone out there. And they can call me at my store, 905-737-4653. And I know tomorrow I'll get offered five different more libraries, but what I'm trying to do is <laughs> sell one. And if you're listening right now and you have a rare or interesting item or an heirloom or a collection of stuff and you're thinking of parting a ways with it and you're wondering what it might be worth, you can call our radio station, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. So whether you have fine china, gold or silver, figurines, maybe sports cards, other jerseys or memorabilia, autographs or antique radios, record players, televisions, Maybe antique toy collection is what you have. Maybe jewelry or coins. You can call the show right now for a real-time market value assessment. You'll get it from Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny, who have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. You know them from TV shows like Storage Wars Canada or A&E's Northern Treasures. You can also watch them on Netflix. Uh, you can call this radio station right now and talk to them, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Barb from Brampton. Barb, how are you? I'm well, thank you very much. How are you? Not bad. Happy Canada Day weekend. And what do you have? And you. I have a medallion, um, and it's, um, it, it's a family item from way back when. It's uh, the Memorial Cup OHA champions in 1936. Okay. Who is the winner? Does, is a name on it? It just says West Toronto Junior A champions. 1936 Memorial Cup. Now you say it's in the family. Who on in your family played uh, hockey? Grandfather. Back? Okay, and you know his name. So did he end up going on and playing in the NHL at all? No, he was involved with this organization and way back starting of the uh, the uh, Marlboro Hockey Club. Yeah. And um, I, I think it, uh, I think he I probably managed this team or coached it. Um, 
but then went on to when the uh, Marlboro Hockey Organization started, he was one of the first involved with Mr. Smythe, I believe, back in uh, in the 1930s. Okay, I'm going to ask you, is a, is a metal made out of gold? It's usually 10 Well, carat. I'm trying to read it. It certainly would appear to be gold. Um, It'll have 10 carat on the bottom corner. The bottom well, down in the bottom there is a... Um, but I can't make it out even with a magnifying glass. Aha. Uh-huh. So now, uh, actually, if you come up to my store, I don't have to worry about this being too heavy to lift. You can bring it up there. But they generally sell, uh, I have one by Normie Mann from, I think, 35 And it sells for around five, 600 It sells for over the gold price and anything to do with collectible. Now, if there's any other paperwork if your uh, granddad went on and played with Mr. S- I mean, uh, worked with Mr. Smythe, anything to do with early Marlboro, Toronto Marlboro history is collectible. Mm-hmm. It is innocuous okay. as a business card, uh, any photographs, any, uh, like I say, um, a panoramic film a shot of the team from 1935, 36, 37 would probably be worth four or $500. Okay. Just a photo. If you had any uniforms... No, I don't. Then. Okay. No, I don't. Um, any uh, skates, any sticks, anything from back that time period, don't throw it out without talk, talking no. to me first, for <laughs> sure. And, again, I'm going to tell you to write down the story about this while you still remember it and just say about this because someone else might put two and two together later on. That's okay? true. Or right. find something in the house or something like that. I can't overemphasize this uh, about writing it down and, and someone else will do Even if you don't want to do the, the, the legwork on it, someone else might. But okay. any photos, um, even a contract, any checks signed from back then by Mr. Smite. Smite's autograph's worth about, oh, between 40 and $75. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll keep looking. Something else that I do have uh, is a collection of old coins dated back. I've got one in 1820, 1912, 1919, okay. half penny from 1944. I- I've got an assortment of them here. Um, Bring them into the store. Cause they're probably- okay. Now, that's why I should say if they're silver, we'll pay the silver prices. Like right now, the gentleman just called about the gold coin and said, here's your gold price. If it is numismatic, if there is a... Uh, collector value to it, of course we're going to pay it, okay? But your bottom line is you're going to get at least as much in silver price for it or gold price for it. Like a lot of people, I go over and I talk about, maybe we're in a new time, so I should say this, that one silver dollar has got 0.6 of an ounce silver in it. That means it's worth approximately $11.16. Oh, I've got a whole bag of silver dollars. Well... <laughs> and if, if you've got 100 of them, I'm going to give you $1,116. Great. For it. Now, here's the other thing. If you have something like a 45, a 46, 47, or 48, yes. a 48 can be worth up to $20,000. Okay. Well, I'm going to put this all together. I just came across a, a one cent from 1901. No, no, that's not going to be as good. That's going to be copper. And that's mm-hmm. going to be worth about a dollar because they made a lot of them. Because in 1920, going back to history, we went from the large cents to the small cents. And so a lot of people saved the small cents. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of them around. In 1859, we'll go for about between 125000 That's on the range. But when you get to 1900, there's a lot of them around. Okay. Okay. Well, but there's some in here from the 1800s, I think. And I also have shin plasters. Uh, between eight and four hundred dollars, another range. Uh, and 
the small, whether the small nickels or the small dimes. I've got some of them. Five cent dimes. Those are made out of sterling. And a 1921 is worth around, in just terrible conditions, worth $5,000. In great ship, they're worth about $50,000. So you actually sound like someone who needs our help. Okay? (laughs) Give us a call. And we're up at Richmond Hill. There's, There's another store on the other side of the wall. And we're on the south side of the wall. You're welcome to go both places, and we'll both give you prices. But um, we, normally, we normally give the highest price. And okay. that goes back to my story. I tell people get a second price on everything. Okay. okay? Yes, I know. I listen. Uh, but I'm in the throes of moving, and uh, I'm just coming across all these things that have been tucked aside. And oh, Perfect. In I the basement, right? So I will oh, be in touch. Okay. Okay, wonderful. So then maybe we'll have our show producer, Sebastian Hearn, take your number just so you guys have each other's personal cell phone numbers at the other side of the show. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that uh, if you struggle to find, like, the date on a coin, or remember this, we were talking yeah. about this, Paul, last week, use your cell phone. You can take a picture of it and then zoom in to whatever that, maybe it's a marking on the bottom of a plate and you can't quite make it out, or the date on a coin. Just snap a picture of it with your cell phone camera and then just zoom in, and then you can have a better look at it. Uh, if you have a rare, interesting item, our lines are available to you. You can call in and talk to uh, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart about uh, what you might have and what it might be worth. Our station number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, we have a toll-free line for you. That is 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live this beautiful, sunny Sunday in this long weekend for Canada Day. If you have a rare, interesting item, our number is 416-360-0740. You can call in and get a real-time market value assessment from Paul Kenny. That number again, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. You can also visit their store in Richmond Hill anytime during regular work week hours. The store is located at... 10,341 Young Street. So right in Richmond Hill, right on Young Street, north of Major McKenzie, 10,341 Young Street. Our next caller is Gene from Milton. He's calling us from China. Gene, how are you? Not too bad this morning. How are you doing? Not bad. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada, Happy Canada Day. Tell us a little bit of what you got. <laughs> I have Bleak China. It's a plate the size of a dinner plate from Ireland. And it was given to me by my mother-in-law. And I don't know what it would be worth. 
Okay, on the back of the bleak china, you're going to have a mark. It's going to be. I know, but I'm not too sure. I have it tucked away. Uh, Okay, now this is my other carefully tucked away. Yes. Okay, here's my beef. People have this beautiful stuff, and it's is it tucked away so no one can possibly see it? You got it. Okay, (laughs) enjoy this stuff. You've got it in your home. If you're not going to sell it to me, at least enjoy it. Okay. Now, if it has a, the older the marks, so you got brown marks, black marks, green marks. Uh, a lot of people, the bleak china probably used to sell for a bit more, but dinner plates are, uh, or cabinet plates, depending on the pattern, you can have the Nautilus, you can have just the shamrocks, probably between 50 and $75. Cups and saucers, you, they get to be, are worth about 60 45 to 60 and you have your teapots and some of your unusual shapes it was like a it was like a, a right i have a teapot too okay so now you still have to, and that's tucked away right that's tucked away too i have a teapot and apparently was given to her by her um mother-in-law okay it was it was an it was a right if you went to ireland you didn't come back with some bleak china or waterford crystal you you were ostracized from the family that's how you it was in it. those days okay there was no letters tucked away <laughs> okay okay on this here um uh what you've got to do is uh the teapots are between 100 and 200 dollars um and if either enjoy it or sell it and we can we can work with that okay you can bring it into our shop we either do it on consignment or we buy it outright Okay. Okay. And we're at 10341 And when you're looking for this bleak china, you're probably going to find some other stuff that you've forgotten that you've tucked away. I almost guarantee this. Yes. Okay. I have shelves and stuff like little shelves of bleak china. I have different things of bleak. Yeah. No, it still sells because there's a lot of Irish people all over the world who love this stuff. Or people pretend they go to Ireland and bring it back to their relatives. I didn't forget you. Here, here's your piece of bleak china. Okay. You know... You know, Paul, it's funny because you're always saying, well, put it out and enjoy it, even if it's expensive china or, you know, it's yeah. very, very fragile. Get out and enjoy it. But a lot of people, they get exhausted from being the caretaker of high-value goods. I understand yeah. exactly what Barb's talking about. Oh, yes, but it's like enjoy it or sell it, one or the other. It's kind of like in the box there. It's just going to get forgotten about. And, and it, I've seen it where later safe on. in the box. I understand this thinking. Yeah, but someone's going to come in and they're going to move it. And, oh, that box, just send it off to to one of the, the charities or something like that. And they'll get right. $4 for it. And it's a $100 piece, and it's better to get the $100. If you want to give it to the charity, which I'm not against in any way whatsoever, give them the whole 100 Don't give them $4. You, you know what it. I mean? That's what I'm saying. Or Thank you kids. so much for your call. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. Our next caller is Ursula, calling from Guelph. Ursula, how are you? Yeah, hi, I'm fine. So, so you want the story, so here is my story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. Uh, so so I, I have a box of China, and uh, it's been in, in, in the box uh, I don't know how many years. Anyway, the, the story is we used to live in England in the early 60s, and uh, we bought a house from this gentleman, and in the, in the uh, attic uh, was this China. So... Um, I liked it and blah, blah, blah. We came to Canada. We brought it all the way over here. Half of it broke. And <laughs> I have some left over pieces which are in my basement and I'm ready to give them away to a secondhand store. So <coughs> the, China's, the China's name is Furnivals. Furnivals, okay. Okay. And, uh, and, the, and the pattern is carnation. Now, I know people used to collect it, blah, blah, because I know I, I've checked it out yeah. on the Internet. And, uh, uh, but I don't want to, 
to be bothered with it. So, well, that's <laughs> if, a weak input. If it's worth anything, and if people are still collecting it, uh, you tell me. You tell me. Should I give it away or should I hang on to it? Uh, I can tell you tomorrow. I can't tell you this for a second, but we would. That's what we do. Uh, when you say you don't want to be bothered with it, it's a case of. Would, are, is it too much bother to cash a check? <laughs> Pardon? Is it too much bother to cash a check? If you give it to us, we give you money for it, okay, or we can we'll sign give it. it to you. <laughs> Already, I give, not even I a give it to you because, because as I said, I, I was ready to give it to the Bible's for missions. It's much because it's in in the basement. I'm not using it, and and as I said, uh, I have some some dinner plates. I have uh, some soup plates. I yeah. have an absolutely gorgeous soup tureen, uh, and and some vegetable uh, uh, things. But but I'm not using it. And it's sitting down there, and and uh, you know, okay. I'm getting old, and uh, and I want to get rid of stuff. Okay, now well, we can help you, but this is where we come in place. Where if you want to give. The charity money, get as much money for the item as you can and give it to them because sometimes they don't, you give it to a charity and they're doing great work, but their job is to take care of the people who need charity. Their job is not to sell it. Our job, we get the most money for it, okay? And if you want to give them the money after you get it, great. But why give them, if it, say your set was worth $300, and okay. if they put it in one of their yard sales or whatever they're going to do, they're going to get $20 for it. Well, that's good. They got 20 but it would have been much better to get 300 You know, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. it's got well, the value. I, I, if you want it, I'll give it to you. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you use it so you can sell it for me. <laughs> no, that's what the, the soup terrine, by the way, is the crown piece in any China set. The soup yeah. terrain was always the most expensive piece in any china set. Okay, so having that piece by itself is probably a, uh, a showstopper or somebody to like that. I've had soup terrains, we've sold them up to $5,000. Not oh. Furnival's, but yeah. other, ma- other ones like a Mason's or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But no, that's a nice piece. But I'm trying to help people out. If you're going to give it away, give them the money. Or find out if it's worth that. If it's only worth twenty dollars, give it to them. You know what I mean? If it's worth two, three hundred, or five hundred, or thousand dollars, get the money, and you decide what you want to do with the money. We just give you the money, and you, and you work from there. Okay. Ursula, thank you so much for your phone call. Thank you. Our next caller is Rance. Rance is calling from Toronto with a old pistol. Rance, how are you? Uh-oh. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. Not bad. That's uh, good. I have an eighteen seventy-five. Uh, French Revolution uh, pistol with, uh, engraved with uh, a, a name that was uh, given to him. And I have uh, two Morgan uh, $1 1895 and 1875. 76. Okay. The Morgans, you'll have to call me at the store tomorrow. Now, on the other side, underneath the Eagle. Not, right. not, not with the face, not with the side with the face. Right. Underneath the eagle, there's going to be a mark or that's, no mark. That's if right. If the mark is a CC. It's CC, a, yeah. CC is Carson City, which is a small that's, little mint. No, okay? I don't have that. If it has CC in either of them, they're worth a lot of money, up to hundreds C- of thousands C- of dollars. CC. I have one with that, okay. Sometimes they'll have an O or they'll have a D. Okay, now right. the mint mark, this is what we mean by mint marks, and you have to know where to look for it on the coins. Okay. And you can have the same year, it could be, I'm just going to make this up, 1883, and you can have 
One by CC that's worth $500, one that's old is going to be worth $40, and one with no marks is going to be worth $40. So CC. Okay, I don't have, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they have the five star or six stars. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, that's, I'm more, more always worried about the the mint mark first, okay? Right. Now, we will, when you come into our store, we're not looking to whiz people. We just say, okay, we go to the book and say, here's what this is. If it's melt, or uh, as we call just uh, um, silver value, we'll tell you. If it's right. more, we'll show it to you in the book that here, this air is worth this if it's in this kind of condition, okay? Yeah. But they have See, to be I in good condition. I my silver dollar on the table. I have an, a, a, a table, and I, I drop a silver dollar, and I drop that one, and they both sound the same. Yeah. When when you drop them on the table, so they 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 are like one says a, uh, a silver dollar, and I drop these two, and and they drop and sound the same. So does that mean um, make a difference? No, uh, no, it's silver. I'm more concerned about if it's collectible, and right? because people. Uh, every day I get up, I thank God for completes. The guy's got right. 1891, 92, 93, and needs a 94. Yeah. I'm there to sell him that 94, as much money as I can. Okay? Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, hey, Paul, what about the pistol he mentioned? Oh, no, yeah. Uh, yes. Sorry. That is uh, another one I had had to, to the uh, Rocho, and uh, they could they give say? me what I wanted for it. Oh. Uh, it's an 1875. Yep. Revolution pistol, and okay. I don't have the case for it, but I uh, do have the one pistol. 1875. And Which revolution it's was this? Fireable. Uh, we know that already. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's 1875. Okay, I'd like to see it. Uh, now here's where consignment makes a difference. Okay, and I, I say this to the clients, the listeners out there. Sometimes right. we have, if I'm paying for something, I'm going to pay you a little less because right. I'm taking the risk on on selling it. Right. If it's on consignment, you as the consigners kind of sets the price. We give you a range. We'll say this will sell between four hundred and nine hundred dollars. Four hundred nine hundred. Oh my God! I was giving a lot. Uh, no, no, I'm giving, uh, yeah. sorry. No, I'm making this. I haven't seen the pistol. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to yeah. say between 4000 and 5000 yeah, But then you get to sit. I, no. had a, <laughs> I, had a, I had a couple offers. Okay. Uh, okay. Way over uh, almost 10 uh, So. <laughs> and you said, no, well, okay, no, but we can come up with the exact price of this. We can go to our auction records and tell you this is sold for such and such a price. We don't make up a price without seeing it and seeing what it sells for. Yeah. We actually do research and stuff, and we'll say that this sells at this range. Are you happy in this range? If right. you're happy in this range, then we put it on for you, and people right. will buy from us that way, okay? Yeah. We buy from Toronto and sell to the world. Right. And this is what we do. And this is item you have is perfect type of item like that. This is, uh, this is a very rare thing, and uh, I was offered uh, uh, five times more than what you used to just said. No, no, please don't I use any. I haven't seen it. Please don't use any of those numbers He's I gave you. He's for example. I was yeah. giving you examples. Yeah, for After example. I see it, I would go, go uh, let me see it, and then we can go from there. You can always say no. It's your pistol. You get to do what you want with it. Just don't shoot me. But you can do whatever you want with this pistol. We just say, here's the range it sells for. We think we can get you this much money. If you're happy with this much money, then Bob's your uncle. We got the deal here, and we'll work yeah, it out. Yeah, and Rance, by the way, I don't know if you read that article that just recently Toronto's murder rate is now higher than New York City's. Maybe you want to hang on to that gun yeah. for a little while, a little yeah. personal protection type of stuff. That's, that's perfect, yes. You say it Rance, works. thanks for your phone call. We're going to move on to Margaret from Cambridge. Margaret, you're live on Zuma Radio. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Not bad. And what do you have? 
Okay, I have a, a complete uh, eight-place setting of uh, Old English China, Johnson Brothers, okay. made in England. It's the Queen's Bouquet. Okay. It, it's a replica of a bouquet presented to Queen Elizabeth during the royal visit to Canada in 1939. And I was wondering, okay. is there any value to that? It's an earthenware. And uh, the earthenwares don't sell as much as they used to. Uh, Johnson Brothers, um, Old English is the shape. Uh, Queen's Bouquet is the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, it did sell before, but it, uh, an eight-place setting used to sell for around $200. Uh, around $200? There was a lot of it out there, and it is more consignment item. It's it, um, The people who are, because I think it has a little bit of a gold trim on if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So it doesn't go in the microwave. The... Not as many people are buying it as used to. But this used to sell for people buy, buy, breaking one plate and then having to replace it, okay? Like, my company, we were Canada's largest supplier to replacements in the United States. And we used to just bring our, their, them to China from up here. And we used to send it down to them all the time. And they, we'd send it down to them in sets, and they'd sell, sell it in singles, okay? Oh, and there used to be value on but there's not as many people collecting it now. So your set would probably at an auction would probably sell a hundred, hundred twenty-five dollars. Retail's probably worth about two hundred. Okay. Even with all the serving plates. Oh, you didn't say that. You said eight place settings. Oh, I didn't know what place. Serving pieces are always the better pieces. Your okay. teapot and any earthenware teapot, uh, covered vegetable, uh, large platter. The larger the platter, usually the more yeah. the money. Okay. Yeah. And it okay. could be sold individually, but that's a perfect consignment item. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but mainly it sells on eBay. That's what we do with it. You know, there's oh, not as okay. many people looking to buy it anymore. Oh, okay, so it would be on eBay. We we can do that, or we can put it into our store. But it, they don't. It's not something that you plan a vacation around. You're not the oh, okay. mo- that you're going to get the money on this. Okay. All right. So Margaret, thanks we... for your phone call. We're going to quickly get yep. to John before we have to wrap the show. John's in Toronto, and he has an Eaton's wooden fold-up grocery box. Am I getting that right? What is this thing, John? Yes, that's exactly right. Ah. Uh, welcome to the show. So tell I'm us not, more about actually, this. Actually, unfortunately, I'm not looking at it but right now, which I should have it in my hand. But uh, that's it. Yeah, Eaton's apparently years ago delivered groceries. And it's a wooden fold-up box, and it's got Eaton's on it, and please return this box, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, so you stole it. Okay, no yeah. problem. We got you. Uh, it I is um, it at a garage sale, actually, a, lot, a number of years back. Yeah, they sell for between 50 and $100, because the Eaton's name, the fold-up, the durability, it's got multi-uses on it. It's uh, a painted one, or is it just a wood? Uh, just oak? Um, oh, again, like I haven't looked at it for a lot of years, but um, my my guess is it would be, yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's a big resurgence right now for what we call shabby chic, okay? This is stuff that's got the paint half removed on it, 1930s furniture. Um, people are painting everything white uh, and then scraping off some of the paint. And this has got... This is the perfect cottage item. This is a perfect someone's going to keep wood in it. It's durable. It's durable. They made these things to last, okay? Mm-hmm. You would probably get between $50 and $100 in the today's market for this. Probably well, no problem. I, I paid about $10 for it, if I remember right. That's a good investment. You're in the money. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you're better off. other investments. Yes, yes. You should have, okay, how many do they have? Only sure. one? You should have bought 20 of them. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be in touch with you because I have sent you a few text messages okay. about uh, coming to my place and uh, uh, getting rid of all my stuff. If, uh, if I could ask the question before yep. you go, um, when you come in to take everything and yep. take it on consignment, uh, when you go through my basement, which is a nightmare, um, do you uh, charge a fee? Right I will. The first half hour. Call me. Take leave. Stay on the line. Sebastian is going to get your number. We're going to call. Uh, we'll get in touch with you next week. Okay. Yeah. The, the first half hour of any house call is always free. You yeah. can listen to Consignment Heroes. If you have more questions, you can call Paul, Paul Kenny at his store. The number is nine zero five seven three seven Gold. That's nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. Or visit the store at ten thousand three forty one Young Street in Richmond Hill. Special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.